Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Little after six o'clock in the South Atlanta, live imaging Tuesday on Shit Out of a Cap. It's also a Lakers celebration Tuesday. Thanks to our friends at Mikovob Ultra. It is what you need to know time. Brought to you by... Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Take it away, producer Lindsay. Thanks, Christopher. Wow. That was like more like authoritative I'm news. I'm so no. jealous right now because Lindsay's it's wacky. got. It's she's my wacky got, voice. Uh, no, that was authoritative news voice. She's like got that. a cup of noodles. I want a cup of noodles. And then Cappy was in the room when I said, I'm so jealous. And he's like, well, imagine if I put the noodles in my mouth and then feed you the noodles like Mama Bird. And everyone just looked at him like, that's sus, Cappy. That's gross. That's You're disgusting. We're so weird. It is, but that's not, not exactly how it, how it went down. It was kind of more like Chris who wanted to feed that's me. That's not what I said. He actually Take said, it away, producer Lindsay. No, no, no. Said, you're no, gutless, no, you're gutless, you're, Cappy. You're, no, you're gutless. Don't be a chivato. Cappy, don't gutless. be a chivato. You are. You are a gutless chivato. What happened? You are. Cochino. No, we have, we have to get to this. Time for what you need to know. Take it away, producer Lindsay. Gutless. Well, what had happened was no, no, no. That stays within that yeah, studio. Don't, don't don't say it, girl, because then you gonna be no. Don't just don't do it. Take it away, producer Lindsay. Thanks, Christopher. <laughs> I'm just gonna do a different voice every single time. Okay. So anyway, uh, President Joe Biden said yesterday that his administration whoa, uh, is going to write new regulations to require airlines to compensate travelers and cover their meals and hotel rooms if they're stranded for reasons within the airline's control. This totally seems reasonable. Right, and there'll exactly. be no corporate loopholes to get out of that. Seriously, exactly. I'm still waiting, American Airlines. The compensation would be Damn. in addition to ticket refunds when the airline is at fault for a flight being canceled or significantly delayed. It would give consumers in the U.S. protection similar to those in basically every other country. So, yeah, I mean, he said that you deserve more than just getting the price of your ticket refunded. You deserve to be fully compensated. Your time matters and the impact on your life matters. So, as you know, you guys travel a lot. I know sometimes you like to fly on breezy airways, Cappy. That's right. Um, so, they probably have a lot of delays. This is probably, you know, pretty good for you guys, right? Yeah, it's good. It's, I mean, it is good because, like, if, for example, if you are on a flight and it gets canceled, and, and you're like, well, okay, well, Bro, how are you going to get me out of here? brutal. Right. Yeah. And then they're like, That well, happened to me when I went to Florida, and there was it was like 7 p.m., and there were no other flights for two days going right to Fort Lauderdale. That's tough, yeah. Like, when it happens to you at night. Is even yeah. yeah, right. Like, yeah. when you are completely screwed, and there's nothing that they can do, yeah. then well, they, should, they should put, up, put you up in a hotel, pay for any meals, okay, and then find a way to get you back to where you're going as soon as possible. See, that happened to me once in, like, the Delta Lounge, and then they, I just, you go to the Delta agent, the concierge there, and then they just hook you up. They, they you take right, care of it? They well, take, when you're first yeah. class Sedona. I don't know why. You know, they put you back in right. one of those, like... When you're uh, in the league? They put you... Hey, there. I'm George Sedona. They even put me on a different airline. They're oh, like, we can yeah, do that for you. It's in his contract. Yeah. You know? So, I think the thing, though... Me and you know, Mark Jones. But, but this whole story, Mrs. though... Mrs. Jones. <laughs> <laughs> I just say one thing though. Does the government have to do this? I mean, isn't well, this just the right thing yeah. to do? Like, if you're the airlines, I mean, you should they're just do the do right it. thing. Yeah, they're not gonna do it. I know. Ever do the right thing? I know, but you, no, the government no. should should kind of like you don't really like tell businesses how to run their businesses, really, do you? Uh, well, I mean, they are the it FAA is, re- yeah, is, is regulated by the government. No, 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 no. That's not the same as the president. Well, saying, we know how regulating the banks have gone. Just a, a side note. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, that's the government. The government saying we're forcing the airlines to do things the way we want it done. I mean, I'm not really into a political conversation. It just seems like odd. Like, don't we have other things well, to do? Okay, true, but... It's not like, going to happen, so don't worry about it. Like Sedano said, he's, you know, dealt with it. We've all dealt with delays, and, like, I just blasted an airline because I was stuck 12 hours, and then they're like, you're from L.A. We don't need to. I'm like, dude, our cars are somewhere else, blah, blah, blah. They don't care. Like, The I'm transportation still, you know I mean? department like, runs under the government, yeah. and so they have to follow those rules. Yeah, that's for airline aviation safety. Yeah. You right. know, well, not for making sure that people get hotel rooms. No, but like, for example, when I was Why are you arguing 12, about this, yeah, Because Cappy's right. It's never going to happen. All I'm but, saying but, is but that the government what, no, shouldn't but, regulate this but stuff. But you know what? You But you do do this. 
You always root for the man. You never root for the regular guy. Because he's an I'm entrepreneur. regular. You know root why? For me. You, you, you know do, why? You do he's, same, he's an entrepreneur. You do the same thing in sports too. You always root for the owners. You're he's always a, big. He's an owners. entrepreneur. I didn't root for yeah. the owner. I just told you that Lamar Jackson wasn't getting a fully guaranteed contract. It was just a prediction. Well, we are going back but, now. But then, yeah, you, yeah, but yeah. you, but you do this. I mean, doesn't that? That's one instance. You were right, but you always do that. Like even when I said, "What if he gets like more than the ne- the most guaranteed guy?" You were like, "No." So it's like all I'm saying you is, you always. Is that- why do you? You were a player, man. Nah. Don't hate the game. He spent more years as an owner. Than and a well, player. and the other thing I is, I hope is, Breezy listen, Airline strands you. Listen, I'm Damn. just. All I'm saying is, is that. I'm I'm for the little guy, not really. But I don't. But I'm not for the government intruding in people's businesses per se. And I just don't think this is something where the government needs the president of the United States to say, going forward, here's how airlines work. Well, I need my money, so yeah. And by the way, and I feel for you, right? Because when we let the corporations run wild, that actually works really well too. True that. Yeah, but the government is a disaster, and that's not going to work I either. Mean, so. They have their hands in everything, Cappy, you know? I mean, how many bubbles have we had because of uh, Fortune 500 companies? That the government, are we, are we really doing this? That the I government mean, allows to bend regulation. This is more than just a wacky radio bit today. <laughs> <laughs> this is really serious. I'm just saying, I mean, and honestly, none of us in this room really can speak to any of this because we're not. We're, we're right, I mean, if you want to talk about the Laker game last night, I think I'm your guy. I mean, if you really want to talk about government regulations, I don't think that I'm your guy. But I will give a government aid, well, I guess they're a private agency. MetroLink, yesterday, sh- trains were shut down because there was an accident in Irvine, Irvine mm-hmm. the hub of where many of the train lines for MetroLink go. So many people were, were really screwed for their daily commute. MetroLink said, we're covering Ubers and taxis today. Ooh. Blasted out on Twitter a link. Uh, Tommy and I were able to click on the link, took you right to the Uber app, booked your Uber to work, and you were you never there was no transaction. It went right through. So I have to give a lot of credit to MetroLink on that. Took care of a lot of people yesterday. I but like you, it. you answered the you asked the question: Shouldn't the airlines just do it to be nice? Yeah, well, no, they should do it for professional reasons. They yes. should take care of their customers, right? But they, but they, they don't. don't. Mm. They yep, don't. They do not. There's well, a reason why bad. Spirit and Frontier completely got rid of phone numbers to call in for customer service because they literally don't care. They don't care about you. Well, they just they, want your money. They, yeah, don't, that's they true. don't employ people to care. That's for no. sure. But when they over, you're okay with them overbooking a flight. And then trying to figure out giving people, you know, getting people yep. ways to get off those flights. No, I don't ever do that. Like but they I, do that regularly. Well, when they announce Cappy and they're like, hey, we're giving a voucher for X, Y, yeah, Z. People da, do da, that. Da, you know, it's like, that's why they're doing it. But they're doing it because they've already made the money. Mm-hmm. They're not losing money. Overselling the, overselling the flight. All I'm saying is this, guys, honestly, like, and it's funny because now people are in our YouTube chat and they're saying that we just turned the show into NPR uh, or they're, they're talking about like which side of the aisle I'm now on. You know, I think you'd be well, pretty surprised. That's why surprised. we're on the sided hat. Yeah, that's, I think you'd be pretty surprised. <laughs> it just so happens that in this particular instance, I just think government should butt out. That's all. When it comes to airlines. Are you going to run for mayor in San Diego next? If you are, I'll LA. be here. I do. I will. Yeah. I'm running for L.A. No, San Diego, I've outgrown they, it. Well, they, I'm just, now LA. they just did the mayor's well, uh, race. two more years. Well, I could Four make more a, years. I would make, start I your campaign? A, yes. I had a great comment that they'll elect any, just about anybody to be mayor of L.A., right. so you're right, right up there. Caller number seven, <laughs> you're L.A.'s next mayor. That's going to be We me. got way too political in this segment for no reason, yeah, it's Cappy. Okay. Yeah. But why not? You but know this, why? Because we're not gutless. Not gutless. the show of the people. Not gutless. We are the show of the people. Yeah. You are gutless, Cappy. For I'm this. gutless? Yes, for this for this thinking. Okay. By the yeah. way, this cup of noodles is delicious. Oh. Why did I take a noodle and I we feed Chris like Ew. a bird? Ew, gross. And careless whispers playing in the background? Hell to the yeah. All right, Let's that see. is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. That is what you need to know. Because it sparked a real debate. Mm. So um, you used a couple of big words in the last segment that I'd like to point out for okay, a moment. Sure. Wait, did you text them to yourself? <laughs> no, I, I, I hand, Lindsay's on fire today. I hand wrote them as notes. Oh, okay. That's I new. actually that's hand new. wrote them. I actually had to go to my bag. Hold on, I'm going to come over and look grab at this, an ink pen, and then I wrote them hand hand wrote my notes. Yeah. You said that Jordan Poole is the complete antithesis. Mm-hmm. Of what we saw from Lonnie Walker, who last night was the epitome of professionalism. Right. Antithesis and and epitome. Yeah. Well done, George. Way to break out the thesaurus tonight. Do you know what those words mean? Um, well, I can kind of figure them out. Okay. 
So what is the what is antithesis? Mean? I mean, I think if Jordan Poole is the antithesis of Lonnie Walker, yeah. Lonnie Walker was ready last night for his opportunity. Right. He was there in the moment. He was a complete professional. So how would that how would they be juxtaposed? Jordan Poole, on the other hand, in the opposite direction. There you go. Look at that. I also, use juxta- I also use juxtapose. Juxtapose, very yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Jordan Poole to score zero points and then to behave like, well, you got a goose egg up there right. because I'm not playing the right place, right. the right amount, et right. cetera, et cetera. And then epitome. Epitome. The absolute epitome of professionalism. Yeah. Like, that's what it looks like right there. Yeah. He, that kid. Yeah. Ready to go when called upon. Like an example. Lonnie Walker. No, no. That, that's what it is. Right, it's like right. an example. He, yes. He's the epitome. He's a, <laughs> Lonnie Walker. I didn't ask for you to get <laughs> Oh, I, I didn't realize. You, you, I wasn't asking you to give me wow. an example. Yes, I was. Saying I was going to use it in a sentence. I was saying that the word means to be the example. Yeah. Yes. Lonnie anyway. Walker, the epitome, <laughs> the looks, example of professionalism last yes, night. Yes. The yes. word you wrote down looks like arthritis, but no, it's, neither it's, here nor it's there. antithith. Yeah. Antithesis is exactly what you wrote. Now that you say right. that, antithesis. Antithesis. Yeah. Antithesis. And then Lonnie. I wrote Epilami of Pascalisans. That's my handwriting. That's my handwriting. A lot of people really seem to like my game notes earlier in the show. I'll keep them coming if you guys need them. I took a picture of Lindsay taking a picture of your notes. Yeah. A lot of people said my game notes kind of reminded them of Magic Johnson's tweets. Yeah. I don't don't think that's the greatest compliment. Yeah. What are you talking about? Dude, if I see Magic Johnson, I'll be like, yo, what up? And then I give Magic a big old hug. But have you seen his tweets? And then I'll be like, yo, Magic. The way I take my notes during the game, a lot of people think reminds them of your tweets. My dog, bring it in. Mm. What? I wonder what you would do if you were sitting next to like me and Bergman and Sedano, you know, where he sits over in the closer part, you know, part of the court, where you saw like uh, Byron Scott walking by. Yeah. And trying to think of some other people. Like, what's up, Byron? Oh, oh yeah, Payton I saw there. Byron. Gary like, Payton was there, too. He was there. Right. I, I, I didn't see Glove. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Byron doesn't age, man. He doesn't. You know, well, I, I know why. Why? Well, I know that his, his girlfriend works in the uh, medical aesthetics Oh, oh really? So Byron gets a lot of uh, he yeah. gets a lot of like. No, no, no. What? I'm just saying she probably gives him great skincare tips. Oh, really? You know? Not like a bunch of. He's uh, still no. yoked too. Yeah, dude. He, yeah, he looks great. They both yeah. look great. I br- he brought it in when I saw him. Okay, brought yes. it in. Yeah. Nice. Asked and, me about the kids. Well, you know, Byron Lovely. Scott used to uh, come in on oh, the old he, Sedano show. Yeah, he was a weekly guest. He'd the Sedano show. For a whole How lovely. Show. How lovely. It was so much fun. And then we did the the jump together. And the jump too. Don't forget about the jump. GP was looking for you, by the way, Cappy. Hey, GP. Gary Payton, my glove. You know, Yo, yeah, his, his you wife, know what I'm uh, saying? His wife, Cece. Yeah, yeah, Cece. Lovely yep. wife, Cece. Mm-hmm. The great Cece Peyton. Yeah. No, no, no. no Cece's no. Byron. Byron. The great Scott. Cece Scott. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder, uh, so Gary probably already went back up north, you know, because yeah, I was thinking, I do know what you're saying, but yeah. would have been nice if uh, Gary Peyton would have been around, could have had a little dinner tonight, Chris, me, you, and the glove. You've invited me to dinner. I don't think I'm going to pass. I would have yeah. just talked about 1993 when- uh, Do you want me to go to dinner? It would be lovely. Where are you guys going? It would be wonderful. Was it 93 or 92? No, it was 92. When the Bulls pulverized the Sonics. You know what just occurred to me? Just to no, have an 93. idea. Was it 93? No, 96. It was 96. No. It was the yeah, first you're right, of the you're second right, you're Jordan. Right. It was 96. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I no. shouldn't have that screwed up. Yeah. I just had an idea. Because it was Lakers, Blazers, Suns. Yeah. What you're thinking is 93 is when the Sonics lost. To, no, it was 94. The Sonics lost to the Nuggets in the first round. The first eight seed to go down. Don't you remember that? The don't first one seed. The first one seed first to go down? The first one seed to go down. You don't remember, remember that? Remember Dikembe Mutombo on right. the ground? Yes. Right. Yeah. Remember that? Dikembe Why wouldn't I remember had the ball? That. That's like a famous right. video. And he was on the ground and you he know was what, swagging Kathy, his finger. Just because you started paying attention to the NBA in the last two years? <laughs> last two, I've been paying attention my entire life. Two weeks. Yeah, last 30 seconds. What are you talking about? I mean, jeez. Pop quiz, Cappy. Who did that in game... Four of the uh, Lakers Memphis Grizzlies series. Yes, that was Gary Payton. That's right. No, no, no. That was Dikembe Mutombo. That's right. Never mind. Oh, LeBron. I know I saw LeBron. Yeah. Hey, coming up next, speaking of LeBron, Cappy has a warm story to tell about LeBron. He wants to get into that. That's right. We're going to give him that platform. That's right. Momentarily. It'll be a heartwarming story, friends. Hey, LeBron. Hey, LeBron. I know you're listening. Okay. Stay tuned. I'm going to talk about LeBron. The real man, not LeBron, the ball player. All right, that's next. Real quick, what's the easiest choice you can make? Window seat over middle? Beach vacation over camping? What about selling with Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Oh, a little careless whisper. This is when Kathy wants to... Uh... Canoodle? No, he wants to be like Mother Bird to me. Oh. It's a live imaging Tuesday on Shit Auto and Calf. Don't do it, Kathy. Hashtag lit. Lakers celebration Tuesday. <laughs> Thanks to our friends at Michelob Ultra. And a day like today when we're throwing down master classes and political talk for some reason. Yeah. It is like a careless whisper with Shit Auto and Cap. You didn't step on it that time. Now that's how you hit the post. Yeah. You didn't interrupt me there, Cappy. I don't think you really hit it so well. I, I hit, hit it hit pretty it. well. No, I think you were a little early. You want to be early on that song because of how it goes. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You got to give it a you little. Don't wanna, you don't want to go all the way and kiss George. Yeah. You want to give George a little room. Yeah. You got to always give George Tenth room. Tenth of a second too early, I think. George always needs room. I will have mucho. I think my dad would be check. pretty proud with that. I don't think so. I mean, you can really, really hit Huey Lewis in the news right, right on the head, but not yeah. George Michael. Yeah, exactly. You can step all the way up to Huey, Huey and give him a high five and say go. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't forget tonight, a very celebratory edition of Lakers Talk coming up at 7 o'clock with Slee and on our sister station, 11, 10 a.m. We've got LAFC action, yo, and on the ESPN LA app. LAFC versus Monterey Bay. It's the U.S. Open Cup qualifier. Not the, uh, what's the other one? CONCACAF. It's not the CONCACAF. CONCACAF. That's what you called it earlier. I said the CONCACAF. No, you did not say the CONCACAF. You said they were like Conca-caf. the con And we were like, what's that? And you're like, you know, that soccer thing. And we're like, you mean the CONCACAF? And you're like, oh, yeah, that. Do the voice. Which one? Mario. Oh. Coming up tonight, the <laughs> LAFC. Taking, who are they playing? Monterey Bay. Taking on Monterey Bay for the what? The U.S. Open Cup qualifier. For the U.S. Open Cup qualifier. LeBron and the Lakers. <laughs> Here he is. Now he's now he's looking at me like, "What are you doing?" Now Mario's looking at me like, "His what hair are you looks doing? good. This style he's doing. Uh, he is just he's got like so an hot. Enrique Iglesias look. He going. is so hot. This guy, so hot. Seriously, dresses well. Happy belated well. birthday to Enrique Iglesias, which was yesterday. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. We celebrated. You can be my hero, Cappy. Okay. Are we going to dinner? Uh, yeah, we are going to dinner. But first, well, George, let me talk you to you. Guys let me talk to you. No, you're coming. I thought you were going to come. I, I mean, maybe. We will drag you. Are you going to order um, a chocolate milkshake again? Um, oh, Cappy did that When night. everyone else... Yeah. <laughs> went, for a little ice, went for like a scoop of ice cream. Cappy went for a whole chocolate... They put like six Large chocolate milkshake. <laughs> I actually had to turn my back to the guy who was making it because I didn't want to know how much ice cream was actually going in and this milkshake. It like, was like six scoops. You want whipped cream on that? He's like, no, no, I'm good. I'm no, not. I'm on a diet. <laughs> on the whipped cream. Yeah, I'm on a diet. <laughs> and it was literally like, all we were having is one scoop of ice cream. And he was like, no, nah, I'm like, going to go milkshake. Yeah, and chocolate milkshake cups, sounds good. Little tiny cups and then he's got the big old milkshake. Right. No, I don't want any whipped cream. I'm on a diet. Thanks a lot. Yeah, appreciate, appreciate that. that. Uh, all right, so tell us about LeBron. All right, let, let's talk about LeBron here for a second. Go ahead. On a very, very human level, okay? Mm-hmm. I get it. Many of us, I put myself in this category, look at LeBron James as superhuman, mm-hmm. okay? When LeBron puts on a uniform, I don't care that he's 38 years old. When I see LeBron James on a basketball floor in uniform, I see the greatest player on the planet, best player of his era, argue all day long about GOAT. It doesn't matter. I look at LeBron James as a guy who can carry a team, who can will a team, because I look at him as superhuman, even if he's 38 years old. But you know what? These last two games, has LeBron done anything in these last two games where LeBron has been like, what you think of as LeBron. Has he been that in the last two games? Has he been a the dominant force, the guy who won the game, who put the team on his back, willed them to victories? Has he been that? 
I'm going to argue that he hasn't and hasn't needed to. But here's why. Talk about like getting things off your mind, George, Mm -hmm. and just focusing in and zoning in on what your goals are. I would say as a father, as just a real human being, not a superhuman, uh, iconic athlete, not a multi-billionaire, et cetera, et cetera, just mm-hmm. a regular dude yeah. with real feelings right. who goes to the bathroom the same way you and me do, yeah. puts on his pants the same way. Yeah. He's a real dude. Right. Bleeds the same way. Not and, really. He bleeds differently than us. Well, and is proud the same way. Yes, that's the same. Proud. We have not really talked about Bronny James and his commitment to USC, but think about that. LeBron and the Lakers have won these back-to-back games at home. Think about LeBron and the relief, George, of it's over now. I don't have to worry about where Bronny's going to school, Mm -hmm. Ohio State, Oregon, USC. It's done. There's a commitment. And now that he's done, I can focus on my business. And I can be a proud dad and get that relief while going out and focusing on my own deal. I just think it's interesting that Bronny makes this commitment and this announcement on Saturday. Yeah. Lakers win Saturday night and come back and win this last game last night. So, hey, LeBron. Dad to dad, dude to dude. I freaking love it, man. I love the real life stuff. And when I saw you last night, go over to Lonnie Walker the fourth and hug that young man like a father would hug a son with pride. That was an emotional moment for me, dude. It was. And I think LeBron, I think that's where he's at now in his career. I think that that's, listen, he's still a stone cold killer. Don't get me wrong on the floor, but... I think he also understands like that he needs the team to buy in for the goal to happen. And he's he's had that goal happen now four times. So I think that much like anyone as they get older, maybe they get a little more irritable at times about things and also understands there's not a lot of time left. So when it comes to Lonnie Walker specifically, I think that he embraces him that way because he's like man way to step up in such a huge moment like you don't I hope you understand what this moment is it means in NBA history when you're doing this in this game against that team in this uniform right like those are the conversations they're having in that moment and then separately with Bronny I think it's yeah I mean he said it best when he's like the first person in our family to go to college like that's that's a real thing to be really proud of. Yeah. I don't think there's any doubt. Um, you know, and I, I'm sure that, you know, the the, the family was going to let him, and he was very uh, open about saying, like, it's his decision. It's not mine. Um, so I think that that happening is a moment of joy for him and his family. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know if relief is the right word, but I, I would say that's certainly a moment of pride for sure. But I'm just, what I'm getting at is this. It, when you're a dad... And you're thinking about your family and you're thinking about your kid and where's he going to go to school and let's get this over with. I'm not saying like that LeBron is stressed out about it. That's not what I'm getting at. Yeah. I'm just saying that now that it's over, it's focus time on what I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. And I got to say for Bronny James, I know there's a lot of people out there that are kind of rooting against the kid in a weird How way. How you root against a kid? That no, no, seems you, abs- I mean, regardless you, of who he is. No, but you know what? You know what it is, George? It's like, okay, he's on this Nike All-American team. Did he really earn it? Or is it his dad's name? Is it his dad's affiliation with Nike? Is it the NIL deal that he got? You can pick holes and and pick apart the kid all you want because of who his dad is. Mm -hmm. But I would just say one thing. The fact that the young man decided to stay home and play at USC, to me, is so amazing for the USC basketball program. I told this to you yesterday. I didn't go to any USC basketball games this year. Did you guys? Anybody here go to a not USC this basketball year, no. game? No. Nope, not one of us. Not one of the four of us. Haven't gone since the well, pre-pandemic, I may have gone to a few, but that that it's that far back. Yeah. Okay, so you see, Bronny James going to USC makes me want to go see a USC basketball game. Yes, sir. That's right. Now, Laura, I know your UCLA pride is in the way here. Right. And you're also going because Boney is going to get you good seats. Well, I mean, there's no question about that. Right. Plus, like, let's be honest here. I'm going to say to Mike Bone, why don't you and I... Invite LeBron right. to a USC football game. Why does he need you to invite LeBron? He doesn't, but I'm I'm just trying to say, like, <laughs> like I want to be a big cheerleader for the basketball program now that Bronny's oh going to be God. there. Could you imagine Cappy sitting next to LeBron and Boney at a game? 
No, because oh. Oh. LeBron would be like, uh, can you get this guy away from me, please? Yeah. That did happen one time no with, with LeBron. No, he didn't. Yes, seriously, it did happen one time. I told you this story. He was having like, these camps. My son, I sent my son to the LeBron James basketball camps. Yeah. Like, really, really nice camps. Yeah. This is down in San Diego, University of California, San Diego. Yeah. This is when LeBron's much younger. Right. And um, David Justice, the, the former uh, Cleveland Indian, you know, guardian. I guess he was an Indian, no, but now he was an Indian. He's a former Indian. Right. And I knew David Justice, and David Justice knew LeBron from the Cleveland whatever crossover. And so LeBron is talking to David Justice, and I come walking up like, oh, this is good. I'm going to just kind of walk up here. And you know David and, Justice. And I know David Justice. Yeah. And David Justice introduced me to LeBron James by name, first right. and last name. He said, hey, LeBron, Scott Kaplan. And LeBron's like, I don't know who you are. I don't know why you're this close to me. Get away from me. He did not say he did that. Not say that. Yeah. But he, his, his body language intimated that. <laughs> I certainly received it that way, George. <laughs> I wonder if it was like the same body language that you gave Rachel Nichols that prompted her to run away from you. And say that she was my biggest fan. Yeah. Rachel Nichols did not run away from me because of any body language. Rachel okay. Nichols ran away from me because Rachel Nichols is like, I, I know who you are now. Yeah. Okay. You're not just some hot guy that I happen to see around the arena. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You, you're Sedano's on-air partner, and I'm George Sedano's number one fan. And she walked away from me, intimating that she really likes George. Not really a big fan of mine. Yeah, there you go. She'll shiv you. I mean, isn't that, isn't that really what she was saying? In my honor. She, by telling me that she's a, a Sedano fan, yeah. what she's doing is she's saying, like him, don't like you. So does that mean you have to be I mean, a that, fan of that, one or that, the other? That, that seems to be a bit of a presumption, but yeah. I mean, I mean I'll, I'll roll with it. Yeah, because she only like one of you and not the other? No, I'm just saying that the way she walked away from me intimated that to okay. me. Okay, yeah. well, things can't be true. Yeah. They can't, two things can't be true at once. And I'm terrible at this. This is a terrible personality flaw, but I mind yeah. read a lot. Like, yeah. I, I think I you know what somebody's going to say. You definitely overthink the room all yeah, the time. right. Yeah. Uh, all right, coming up next, Cappy, we're going to do big deal or no deal. And then I want to get into, after that, the Steve Kerr calling the Lakers a bunch of floppers. And also this notion that the Lakers should load manage in a playoff oh series. Ridiculous. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. When you're on a business trip, you know what goes completely off the rails? Your workout routine. Especially when you book a hotel that doesn't have a gym. So what ends up happening is you do a few push-ups and sit-ups in your room, run around the block, or just skip it entirely. Lame. If you just stay at La Quinta by Wyndham, you'll discover there's a fully equipped fitness center at every location. Now you can wake up and power your buys and tries the right way or de-stress with some cardio. The choice is yours. Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Caffey's showing me the pictures that he took of me last night while I was sleeping in his vehicle. On the drive back to Orange County. Post that one. That one's okay. Yeah, is this one cute? You like this one? It is a live Imagey Tuesday on Shinada with Cap Round. 6.30 p.m. in the Southland. Big deal or no deal time. George isn't in here. I would usually throw to George to throw to Lindsay, but mm-hmm. I can now throw directly to Lindsay by saying, take it away, producer Lindsay. Thanks, Christopher. You're so wacky today. <laughs> Do the wacky voice for me. I just can't. I try. I'm trying. I think I've overdone it for the day. It's spent. Really? Yes, it's spent. Think of Ireland putting on sunglasses last night of the game for the bit. Oh, that's such a wacky Hollywood Ireland move. <laughs> such a wacky radio bit. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right, guys. So the Pat McAfee show may soon be getting a new home. ESPN is reportedly the leading candidate to broadcast the show as host Pat McAfee contemplates backing out of his current contract with FanDuel. This, of course, is according to a report from Andrew Marchand of the New York Post. McAfee is a panelist on ESPN's College Game Day, but his flagship three-hour YouTube show is contracted to FanDuel and reportedly earns him $30 million per year. For you, would it be a big deal or no deal for ESPN to broadcast Pat McAfee's show? I would say it's a big deal, um, 
not so much because like the whole world really cares about it, but he's got a very, very loyal following. He's made an absolute ton of money. And very frankly, um, to McAfee's credit, he, he has like skyrocketed to become like the number one new voice of sports radio. And, and it's not just sports radio. That's kind of the beauty of what he does is sports audio. Sports and I, talk. And I don't really know how he's done it because my kids love him. I, I know Pat. I don't know him that well, but I don't ever really listen to his stuff. Um, I, there must be this amazing attraction. Kids love him. Um, I mean, he does the, he, he's a showman. I will give you that. I don't really listen to the show. I mean, I've heard it here and there occasionally, but uh, he's a great showman. I will give him that. He knows how to put on a show. He puts on great histrionics with his body and he does all sorts of crazy stuff. He wears, you know, a tank top on his show. With a Rolex. Right. Like it's, you know, he, he, he's a good showman. I'll well, give him that. But that, and, not it, only that, but I mean, the fact that he's got like this wrestling like life yeah. in WWE yeah, yeah. and he's got this college football life on yeah. ESPN he's, he's he has carved skyrocketed out great, yeah he's carved out a great uh, opportunity for and himself and made way more money by the way yeah. doing this than, than playing, playing football, football right mm-hmm. I feel like he's got to be like the number one watched viewed listened to whatever sports talker um, right now is he I don't know I mean viewed maybe on YouTube yes I would probably say yes um I don't think he has the number one podcast, though. That's usually Bill Simmons well, he doesn't, or Dan Levitar. What's or, his deal, though? He's trying to leave. Isn't he? Does he podcast his show? He didn't used to because when they changed... I, 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 I don't know if he does or doesn't. That's why I'm asking. I've yeah. always seen it on YouTube. But I, but I have a question. Was he doing his show on um, whatever the gambling television channel FanDuel is? FanDuel. It's whatever. a FanDuel channel that used to be like the horse racing TVG channel. Well, is that why he's trying... Is he trying to get more exposure? Is that the deal? I'm not, I'm not sure because he makes $30 million doing that. So I'd, I would guess that's probably the angle, you know? But he's already got this work with ESPN that he does on College Game Day. So why not move your assets to ESPN if you can? Well, that's probably what's going on here. All right, what's next? Well, self-checkout machines at cafes, sports stadiums, and airports are asking for tips, and customers aren't very happy about giving extra money to machines. That's ridiculous. The Wall Street Journal recently reported on the rise of digital self-checkout kiosks and how customers have responded to tip prompts. Many customers who were asked to tip workers with whom they had no interaction said they were frustrated or confused with these prompts. For example, one customer who took a beer from a self-service beer fridge at Petco Park was asked to include a tip on his order. And a traveler who was prompted to include a tip on a $6 bottle of water at a gift shop in Newark Airport said that the ask was, quote, a bit of emotional blackmail. So I feel like this story is kind of a big deal. Where do you guys come out on tipping on self-service? I am. Um, I've never knew that was a thing. No, I'm, to be honest with you, I'm so that is so annoying to me. What do you mean annoying? Why is it annoying? Because the um, expectation that I, as the consumer, owe a tip for putting money in a vending machine. Imagine going to, to go to a soda machine, and you put a dollar in a soda machine, and the soda machine says, hey, would you like to add 50 cents for a tip for using our soda machine? Would you do that? No. Okay. So if I'm going to buy something, self-serve, somewhere, airport, ball game, whatever, who am I leaving a tip for? The person who owns the machine? That That's a problem. I don't want to do that. Yeah, they're already getting that at a discount anyway, those products, and they're selling it for more to, for profit. So, I, yeah, I don't... You yeah. know, I saw... Um, I'm a big tipper, but I don't, I'm not tipping on a vending machine. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it makes absurd. sense at all. Cap, you're going to have to tell us next time you go to Petco, you need to do this. Go There's a, a self beer for it, self-serve beer fridge that is asking for tips. But I had a friend um, tell me that they were at a, a casino hotel. Well, but theirs different. What? Now, I just thought of something. Do the tips go to the people stocking the machines, like the people who aren't the owners, the people that work for like the company stocking the machines? I got to tip those guys now, too. I got to tip the guy who- I mean, you don't have to do bleep. You can do whatever you want. But if if it's those people that the money are going to, the people who are making an hourly wage, then I would consider leaving a tip if that was indeed the case. Yeah, well, you know what? Put up a sign and tell me who's getting the tips. How about that? Yeah. Um, but as I, mean, I was saying, I, as I was saying, a friend of mine was at a casino hotel, and they had a robot <laughs> holding on. To, you know what I like? You're holding on to that money. Let me tell you, you about I, the robot cap. Go hold ahead. on, yeah, a Damn. robot, a robot delivering okay. stuff to your. You get room service at a hotel, and you have a robot, literal robot, yeah. deliver yeah. something. Like to your in room. Rocky Four. Okay, remember Polly's girlfriend, the robot. Okay, yeah, yeah and it go prompts ahead. you for a tip. What would you do? You're tipping the no, robot. No, I'm not tipping the robot. 
You're not to no marry robot. Her? And if the and if the robot was carrying a sign that said, "Hey, the tip isn't for me because I'm a robot yeah. and I don't really need the money, but it is for the guy who's working in the kitchen who, who packed the up sandwich. his bag," yeah. then you're going to guilt me into the tip. You know, I go to this little coffee shop by my house, yeah. and I go to say to them, "Hey, can I add to the tip?" Oh, we don't accept tips. Like to me, that's kind of a cool thing. I think, you know, it's cool because they're not asking you for more money because I think that everybody in every industry is now saying, tip me, tip me, tip me. Well, that's a big part of the story. It's about like Americans having tipping fatigue. Oh, see, I think I may have that. You definitely have that. You also have fatigue of anything where you have to give up money. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. You don't like to pay. That's true. I mean, if they, you would, if you could walk around and have everything for free, you would. What do you mean? Like, if you literally could just, like, if you could walk through life and everybody just, you know, you hate kinged everyone and not have to spend a penny, you would rather ask people to, like, hey, you know, hook me up than actually pay. Or do a little, like, All IG the time, promotion. for every little item in yeah. your life. What's different about reality than what you just presented? No, I'm just saying, that is who you are. <laughs> you want to do that. Hey, King. Yeah. You, if, it, honestly, you would buy a soda if you could from a, over the counter at McDonald's. If they gave it to you for free, you wouldn't be like, no, no, I'll pay for it. You'd be like, okay, thanks. Yeah, I used to have this, uh, <laughs> I used to be married, you know, and um, my ex was was the opposite of that. Right. Like, she'd walk in, and they'd be like, hey, um, take a look at this. This dress is 50% off. And she'd be like, no, I want to pay 50% more than retail. I want to stick it to them. What? <laughs> it's a slight exaggeration, but- I was going to say. 25% more. Mm. <laughs> I copy. <laughs> All right, so here's a good one for you guys. All right. Robert De Niro has welcomed another child. This is unbelievable. I saw this, this story. This is 79 years old and is now the father of seven children. I, this is kind of weird, I got to be honest. So yeah, that's what I was Is this a big deal or no deal? He's a dad and he's 79. He's, he's I mean, a listen, new dad. All, cool for him, but what's that child going to grow up to? Like, money. Ma- uh, right, money. I get <laughs> it. it. But I would say that I've known a Not lot a of people. I grew up a lot of people. I grew up. Not grew up. I've known a lot of people because I didn't grow up with people that had money. But I know a lot of people who had money. But you know what I know about a lot of those people who had money? They're sad. They got daddy issues no, and mommy issues. But, but hold on. You know, there's another. The other angle, though, is this. Is that if you're De Niro and you're 79 years old and you're kind of like looking at your future and you realize it's not that much longer. You know what I mean? Like, what is he? Gonna, if he lives to 100, he's got 21 years. God willing. He's not right? living to 100. Right. Though. But if he lives to 90, he's got 11 years. What am I leaving behind? Well, I'm right. leaving behind these six kids and now add seven, you know, and and it's a weird thing. Older rich guys, if they can, will if they can, will produce more kids. I knew this guy. He was 80 years old. He married this girl, 45 years old, impregnated her and then died. How did he impregnate her when he was that old? It still worked, girl. It works, girl. I mean, oh, clearly okay. Robert De Niro. It still worked. I guess so, yeah. Some guys can still make it happen. I mean, yeah. the logistics of it are mind-boggling, but I mean, if it chances works, it works. are- I mean, there's also pills. You're right, yeah. you're right. But I, I figured, you know, it's like sperm production and all that stuff, but I Ew. guess, you know, who, what do I know? No, it's That's the- Unfortunately, it's us, girl. That's a medical so term. I know. Well, well, wait, though. So- Theoretically, there's a good chance that this kid will probably, that Robert De Niro will no longer be around by the time this kid even is old enough to drive. Well, yeah. Oh, not even probably. that. Probably. I would say like- I'm trying to be nice. I mean, if we're being honest, the average person dies in their 80s, right? So he's probably only got, you know, hopefully he's got more. But yeah. A few years. I feel like that would, that, that kid alone- may not even make it to elementary school. Right. That hey, alone would be reason enough to not want to father another child, yeah, right? It's, no, but it's, I mean, it's a weird thing. I'm telling you, when you're, when you're older- and you got lots of money, yeah. And you can do it, and you're yeah. not changing diapers, right? He's not waking up. No. He's got you're a nanny. Actually, you're yeah. leaving, and I don't know what his what his wife's deal is. Is she young? Is this like his third, fourth wife? Is he not only leaving her a child, but then money to go with it? Of course. So, yeah. I mean, well, that's why you do it. Wait, I mean, wait, wait. Listen, to what's crazy? Man, but if you Robert- kid is fifty one, <laughs> that's well, crazy. Hey, he wow. will be the butt of all jokes now because I used to say to older guys, "Hey, you're like Larry King," because yeah. Larry King would have kids yeah. old, or "Hey, you're like I think it was." Uh, Tony Curtis, was that his name? Uh, Somebody Curtis, anyway. Some old guy who had lots of kids. Now the joke will be, hey, old guy, 50-something-year-old guy, you just had a kid? You're like Robert De Niro. 
But it's like Nick Cannon. How many does he have now? Like I think 13? 12 or something, yeah. I think he yeah. has 13 in one of the way. That many kids, aren't you just like, man, it's time to get rest now. Tired as hell, man. Get out my face. Yeah, really. <laughs> I mean, I'd be like that. I mean, I just go, he man. Just, 12 kids, 7 dude, I kids. I can't live with he four kids. Get more. out of my face. I'm good. I'm tired he as wants, hell. He wants, uh, I think the new one was he wanted kids with Taylor Swift. I do too. Yeah, right. who doesn't want to exactly. have just so you Taylor can go to her concerts yeah. for free? Right, yeah. so I can take Julia <laughs> hey, to her Queen. concerts. Yeah. Right, hey, hey Julia, we're going to your stepmom's concert. We're going to Taylor's <laughs> concert tonight. <laughs> Tay Tay, yeah, yeah. T Swizz. All right, that's big deal, no deal. Each and every day at six thirty ish. Ish. Yeah. All right, coming up next. Tell me. For the, I swear, we're actually going to talk about Steve Kerr calling the Lakers floppers. Floppers. And then Coach Ham. Grade for game four. Yeah, you haven't graded Coach Ham. All right. And dealer's choice. One more segment to go. 710 ESPN. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, Cappy, come on. Yeah. Come on. Turn it up. Yo. Lose Yo. yourself, Cappy. Yeah. Lose yourself. It's a live imaging Tuesday with Shinato and Cap. Final segment. Lakers talk coming up at 7 p.m. Playoff edition. Celebration edition. Thanks to our friends at Mikael Baltra. I thought you were going to go. Say something. Back to gonna... reality. What? Oh, you guys are waiting for me to... Yeah. To, oh, I was just into it. I was losing myself. Yeah, I saw that. I was into it. Yeah. You didn't hit the post on that, smart I, guy. I wasn't trying. Oh, really? Well, you know you know this guy? This guy almost physically abused me the other day oh, at work. Jesus. On the job, this well, guy. Here we go. I threw the water bottle he at him. He threw a water bottle It was at empty. Me, okay. And it hit him point blank right, right on top the of the old schnoz. Right in the face. <laughs> this guy hit me. Hit me in the face. <laughs> it went in There's bounce. a lot of locker room hijinks going on around here lately. Yeah. You are the guy, though, that would slap us with a towel. You're like Peter Griffin in that uh, scene with uh, Tom Brady slapping in the towel. Yeah. We're just a couple of guys messing around. That's what we are. Just a couple of guys in a shower. Well, I didn't say that. Toweling each other. You know? That's you and me, buddy. Oh. All right, Sedano. Listen, man. You've been saying all day long that yeah. Steve Kerr has called out the Lakers for flopping. Do we have the audio of it? No, it's okay. If you do, just let me know. But I think that they, yeah, I, he he kind of subtly did it in the press conference when he was like talking about their great defense or whatever. But he then he started to kind of chime in about the refs, and then he like dropped in like subtly about how the Lakers were flopping. It was like a master class in how to get your point across without sounding like you're insulting your opponent. Mm. So remember one time Shaquille O'Neal was accused of flopping, and when they told him that he was a flopper, Shaq said, "I take that personally." So I take that personally because I got to be honest with you. Um, I, look, I get it. I'm not like sitting on the floor last night. I mean, listen, a lot of guys flop, though. It's not just the Lakers. I'm not sitting where Jack Nicholson is sitting. Oh, Jack got a rounding applause. I mean, I As got to tell you, though, for, for Jack, who's sitting in the front row, yeah. right, to have binoculars when you're sitting in the front row, like you wonder to yourself, like, what, what does he need those knocks for? You know what I'm saying? Because he's in the front row. Yeah. Where I'm sitting, I need the knocks. Okay. <laughs> Check me on this, but I just don't recall last night a whole bunch of flopping. The last big flop I saw well, was the flopped. owner of the Suns. Shooter flops a lot. I don't remember last night like one point where Shooter was like clearly, obviously soccer player flopping. I mean, he you does. know, it's fine. It's okay. A lot of guys do it though. I mean, uh, there's a lot of guys in the league that flop. Um, but flopping is part of the game. And if it's so egregious, the league looks at every game, they'll get fined if there's an egregious flop. So, I I mean, I, I think it, look, I get what Steve Kerr is doing. It's a subtle way to get in the officials' heads for games five. I, I mean, that's, it's smart. Phil Jackson used to do it. Pat Riley used to do it. Larry Brown used to do it. All the famous coaches have always done this. Okay. And is, um, is the same referee as Scott Foster, the extender? No, he's not, no, not going to be on the next no, That's too bad. 
Why? I just thought that they would extend it. No, I mean, I got to think... He's not going back-to-back games. Okay, but let you me ask you You don't want guys. them to extend it, though, do you? Okay, well... By the way, that that theory also disproved. He didn't extend bleep yesterday. We started to think so. At, I, at least I did at the beginning, because there was a couple like calls that should have been If called. anything, the Lakers got more calls in the fourth quarter than the Warriors yeah, did. Yeah, for sure. But as far as extending, your question about do you want the, the series to be extended... Um, okay, here's the thing. I saw Mike Greenberg this morning... Mm-hmm. On Get Up on ESPN. Oh, yeah. And Greenberg attempted to make the case that what the Lakers should do is rest LeBron and AD in game five. We have we have Green if we you do. want to hear we it. We have this? Yes, okay, we let's let, let's talk about this. Go ahead and play it, please. I'm gonna say something and duck. I don't think I even bring LeBron and AD with me to San Francisco oh for game God. five, to be completely oh, no. honest with you. Uh, no, you didn't. I, you you no, got you one didn't. shot to win this series in your own building. You got these guys I exhausted. That team, yeah. you would risk something Oh, like that. no. I, I'm, I'm obviously being somewhat facetious, but my oh. point Hopefully is... Hopefully mostly is, facetious. Is your best ch- <laughs> they play every other day. There's no extra time in here. Is your best chance of winning this series in game five or in game six? If I fall behind in the second quarter of that game, I'm saying, hey, LeBron and AD, get some ice on those knees and come back and fight for this thing on Friday night. We're going to win this thing at home. Yeah, Two weeks ago, the Lakers were in this exact situation, and they punted on game five and said, we're going to beat these guys in our building in game six. It's like in baseball. You save your pitcher for the one game you need to win. You don't have to win five games in a best of seven. You only have to win four. Okay, now there's a difference between punting on the game in the you know mid to late third quarter. You're getting blown out. That's when you punt. Right, but you give yourself a shot at least to try to make a push after halftime. That, that part, the latter part, I'm okay with. But it has to be later in the game. It can't be the second quarter. That's put, crazy. Put too. it this way: I, I, if I'm Darvin Ham, yeah, and I want to hear your letter grade for what he did last night in Game Four. I got it. If you want it, I do want it. All right. But if I'm Darvin Ham, I'm explaining to our team what they probably already know. Yeah. Which is everybody expects us to lose Game Five because the Warriors play much better at home. And everybody expects us to go home and be able to win because we've won a bunch of games at home and they don't play well on the road. But I'll tell you right now, me personally, I'm going for the knockout punch tomorrow because don't sell me on how tired and gassed the Lakers are. What? The Warriors aren't tired and gassed too? I mean, if anybody's going to be tired, it should be Steph Curry because he did all the work yesterday. Draymond looked pretty tired, like even in the first quarter. I'm telling you right now, Everybody assumes that there will be game six in L.A. on Friday. Me? I'm going for the knockout punch tomorrow. How about you? You, you you're going to sit LeBron early and go, ah, we're going to rest. We're going to go back to game six. We're going to win game six. Because here's the thing. If there is game six, there's the chance that there could be game seven. And if there's game seven and it's in San Francisco, I'll tell you right now, I think the Lakers would be in big no, trouble. you try to close it out as quickly as you can. You don't want to give anybody new life. I'm with you on that. That's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah. It's and a, if J.J. Redick were there with Mike Greenberg, you know what he would have told him? What he would have, what would he have said? You know, it's so obvious to me, and I'm going to say this in the nicest way, <laughs> but it's so obvious to me that a guy like you has never played high-level basketball of any kind. In fact, have you ever even thrown a ball, Greeny? For, really, man? Defeatist attitude like that? Yeah. I, I Also, in the sake of competition, it seems silly. You know what I mean? Like, what are we doing here? You know? I like how Greeny told us. He goes, I'm obviously being like a little facetious. But by the same token, you're obviously being a little serious. Yeah. Bad idea. Well, because you, you can't do that, obviously. You can't just be like, oh, well, we're going to sit these guys. But, I mean, LeBron actively resting while he's in the game is definitely a thing. I just wanted to rack you after that. Day. You're going to rack me? Yeah. Oh, you you're going to rack me? Yeah. Rack him. You're wanna, racking me. I didn't want to step on Lindsay, but I, I wanted like to that. rack you. I haven't been racked in a while. Rack him. He's racked. Nice. Thank you. Feels good to get racked. Yeah. Um, you got a little dealer's choice for the last two and a half minutes? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Just... Really? Okay. Wow. About your rant about how people don't know how to leave this parking lot, which I always rant about how people don't know how to leave this parking lot, and it sucks. Why would you leave when everybody's leaving, though? Well, oh, here's so here, here's what happened. I mean, the truth of the matter is, you know, you talk about being a team guy, okay? I wanted to take care of Chris Morales. I He's a tired guy. Yeah. Been working hard all right. day. Taking pictures of Guy's him. Guy's been hustling. Yeah. I have posted the picture of Chris <laughs> passed out sound asleep in my car. We hadn't even left the parking garage yet at LA Live. tired. My man was out of it. And I mean, I wanted to drive him home because I'm like, hey, it's nice. I had a little companionship along the way. 
I got a you know hour and 45 minute drive. I'll drop you off in Anaheim 45 minutes. I'll drive home. Nothing. I got nothing from you yesterday. Nothing. I might go to sleep again tonight. Really? <laughs> really? No, I'll try to stay up. Thank you. What did Sedano mean when he said that? I saw you, Greg, and Sedano were in your room talking privately. What was going on? Yeah, you guys did have like a little meeting of the minds before we the show. We had a little today. huddle. It's a little huddle. It's a huddle. Yeah. Yeah. It happens all the time, actually. I know. Every, yeah. Everybody was like, hey, should we talk to Sedano? And then the next thing I know, Morales is in there. Bergman's in there. Me, and by the way, they told me, stay out. They were like, you just got nothing to do with you, buddy. It doesn't have anything to do with you. They're like, stay out of here. I was being admonished. Admonished? I hate being admonished. Yeah. Hate that. Mm-hmm. I hate it. Yeah. I don't like the word admonished. Coming right. up at 7 o'clock in just a few moments, Sliwa's got Lakers talk. Wait, Slee? Is he there? What'd no. you get admonished Admonished for? He's warming up for Tell the me. show. I want to know. Warming up? Why'd they admonish Does he have, like, you? like a vocal warm up? I was going to say, he's doing the vocal exercises like uh, your buddy. <laughs> Ryan Rosillo? No, Jonathan Coach. Oh. Oh, oh, Ryan Rucco. Ryan, Ryan Rucco, Rucco, that's who it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sedano loves Ryan Rucco. That's my if guy. The one guy Sedano looks up to in this business, for sure, is Rucco. I love him. Oh. He does no, you know what I love? He's, like a, he's he like a sweet man. He is. He's like he's just had a baby. He's like super into being a dad right now. I love everything about Ryan Rucco's vibe. Nice. Uh, Slee is there? Shout out to Ryan. Playoff Slee? Hello, Playoff Slee. What's up, boys? What are we doing? Um, We're good. Cappy doesn't want to tip anybody. Slade, did I tell you about Lonnie Walker or did I not tell you about Lonnie Walker? You tell me. You've been calling Lonnie Walker's name since January. Good man right there, Slade. Thank you. <laughs> Slade, did you hear earlier when Salesperson of the Year, Mark Cates, did the famous Sliwa impersonation? Well, you had one? mentioned it to me, but I have not. Oh, I have not. It, it might he... show up in your Travis and Sliwa show oh, up in the morning. Oh, wow. Okay. Look at that. All right. All right. By the way, I've earned the award of being Slee's favorite person to sit in the seat next to him at the okay. game award. Can I can I say something about Lindsay Sin there? She's kind of calling the entire Lakers series before it happens. There's a lot of I know you guys know the whole uh, her her love for LeBron, her respect for LeBron. She's kind of calling out the series. I thought it would be two two at this point. She was telling me yesterday they're going to win tonight. This She's kind of Nostradamus here. Did she, because this is one of the things that Lindsay does when watching. She's very opinionated about everything. Did she criticize the halftime entertainment last night? She wasn't there for halftime. No, yeah. If you so had to do a Lakers-centric that. radio show okay. with somebody, let's just say either Mace or producer Lindsay, who would you pick? Well, I, I think I think this is Lindsay's wheelhouse. Is the NBA? Because Mace can't. could give you Lonnie Walker had a heck of a game. <laughs> dot dot dot. <laughs> she could, or he could. Yeah. But I, I think Lindsay's. You know, listen, she's dialed into the NBA. Right. Well, she also has this like insane love for LeBron. I mean, it's beyond just like loving a player. I mean, she adores this human being. This is her guy. I just, you know, I just want all the haters to shut up. Sliwa adores Nick Van Exel and Eldon Campbell. Oh, yeah. And Eddie Jones? Yeah. Yes, Eddie Jones is in there, too. Thanks. And Sinano. Andrew Bynum. I appreciate you throwing Eddie Jones in there. Yeah. I like Eddie. Eddie's a good dude. Eddie's a great poker player. Mm. Um, but anyway, Slee, what do we got on uh, the big Lakers talk show? All right, we uh, kind of trying to figure out here that a Lakers team to beat. We're not talking about the Lakers and the Warriors anymore. I mean, we are, but are they the team to beat in this entire thing? Yovan Buha, which is Chris Morales's guy, he's going to come on and join the show. You in a are, you bit. are a Yovan Buha guy. He's yeah. a Yovan guy. I Another love Yovan. Real quick, by the way, real quick, it is a final. <laughs> the Philadelphia 76ers wow. have defeated the Boston Celtics. At TD Garden in Boston, 115-103 to to take a three games to two lead against the Celtics heading back to Philly. Leap Boston. Wow. Maybe you're right. Maybe they should trade Anthony Davis for Joel Embiid. One one game to go, fellas. One game to go for the Lakers. <laughs> and, and how great would it be one game to go to get Boston out of the playoffs, too? Have a good show, Slee. All right, Slee. Thank you, buddy. All right, fellas. We'll see you guys. There he is. Playoff sleaze coming up with Lakers talk. Great job, Cappy. Yeah, it was a good day. It was a very good day today. Very, very good day. Enjoy- oh, he's rubbing your head. He is going to. He wants to do that whole bird thing with the noodles. Yeah. He wants to do that with me. Yeah. Uh, great job, girls. Lindsay and Laura, thank you so much. Thanks to Playoff Slee. Thanks to Mark Spears for stopping by. And thank you for listening. Lakers talk is next.